Welcome to the Boiled Owl Coffee Club Podcast, the meeting after the meeting where we talk about our experience living sober. We don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. This is only our experience. We have no monopoly on sobriety. If you don't like our approach, that's okay. There's lots of ways to live and lots of ways to live sober. This works for us. I'm Don. And I'm Sam. Hiya, Sam. Hey, Don. How are you? I'm good. How are the holidays treating you? Hmm. They haven't hit too bad so far. I forgot that if you're new in recovery, the holidays are a terrible time of year. Are they really? It's like hard to deal with. They can really mess you up. It, uh, there's it throws things out of whack. Yeah, pressure's here, pressure's there, all these things but to do. fortunately, we have an episode that is dedicated to that. The OMG... It's here again. Holiday special. (laughs) So look that up in our past episodes, folks, and that can give you some practical advice as well as some experience on getting through the holidays. You know, one of the things that I I could have sworn that I saw, though, was when that owl was swooping through, was it wearing carpet slippers? (laughs) Yeah, and I think maybe it was nipping on a bottle. (laughs) It didn't look like it was weighted down by chains filled with mini liquor bottles, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness, you're talking about what we're going to do today. Yes, my name is Ebenezer S. That's right. It's a play that I wrote with the help of four of us got together and brainstormed ideas. We realized that A Christmas Carol could be written as if Scrooge was a drunk and the ghosts are trying to 12-step him. So that's what the story is. We rewrote it and uh, put in as many big book quotes as possible. In fact, every year I add another one to it. We've been doing this thing since, I mean, I don't know what the date. It's about 20 years. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. You know, I've, I've enjoyed being a part of the production here in Greensboro on occasion, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. And I, I love that you have um, also updated some of the, uh, the references uh, not just big book, but some some timely cultural references and stuff over the years, too. Yes, and local references. Uh-huh. And so I wrote this. I, I want to give it to AA. It's been done a couple of times in some other places, and anybody in AA is welcome to put on a performance of this. The script is free for any member of AA to use. Just give attribution. And we're going to uh, put a copy of that script on boiledowlaa.org so folks can download it. That's right. That's great. So if you want to do it, feel free to make changes to make it local to you. Oh, yeah. And if you can possibly make a recording, an audio recording of it, I'd love to have a copy of it. I'd love to hear somebody else do this play. I've done it so many times. And we would absolutely love to hear the version of the 12 Days of Christmas that y'all come up with. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now, we've rewritten the 12 Days of Christmas to relate to the 12 Steps. See how this thing just ties in constantly. <laughs> but I tell you, the timing on some of those lyrics, it's, it, it's tricky. It is, it's tricky. Yeah, so I'd like to hear that. We hope you enjoy it. So we recorded an audio version of it and added sound effects and everything that are not usually there in the live performance. Oh, one other thing about performing it. 
The way we do it is we just hold the scripts and read it like it's a live radio play. I mean, we dress up in costumes, but everybody has the script. Everyone doesn't have to memorize it. Oh, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. There's no way I'd be able to do anything like that. Yeah, you, we usually put it together with three rehearsals, and we hold the script and read it. Yeah, and it's then it's just a, it's a big line. party. Yeah. You know, lots of people bring some some cookies and snacks and stuff for the uh, the date of the production and yeah. and it's just a it's a big fun time for the local community. The local treatment center comes and one of the reasons I've kept doing it cuz I'm I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wrote it as a as a joke, but uh it, it turned it into this thing which people who saw it when they were in treatment come up to me and say how much it meant to them that you could be in recovery and laugh because everybody's laughing and having a good time. It is. It's a really good time. And it it is totally that thing of, you know, some of the stuff that we're laughing at, people who are not alcoholics and addicts just would not quite get. Yeah, I don't think they would. (laughs) But if you're an alcoholic and if you know the big book, yeah. You're going to have a good time. So enjoy it. So is there a drinking game that goes along with this? That's right. <laughs> That's right, Sam. Yeah, but there's a little... I suggest using a different drink oh, than you might be thinking. Oh, espresso shots. Espresso shots. <laughs> For every mention, a quote from the big book, have a big shot of espresso and let's enjoy. My name is Ebenezer S. <laughs> My name is Ebenezer S., a ghostly 12-step call. Written by Don M., with lots of help from Gary C., Philip L., David D., and Connor M., and every person who shared their stories and passed the program, Alcoholics Anonymous, on to us. Oh, yeah, and Charles Dickens. This play is given freely to Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholism is a serious and sometimes tragic disease, but to quote the big book, we aren't a glum lot. If newcomers could see no joy or fun in our existence, well, they wouldn't want it. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. We think cheerfulness and laughter make for usefulness. Outsiders are sometimes shocked when we burst into merriment over a seemingly tragic experience out of the past, but why shouldn't we laugh? We have recovered and have been given the power to help others. It's in this spirit that this is given and hopefully will be received. And now, my name is Ebenezer S. First things first, Marley was dead, dead as a doorknob. Scrooge knew that, no doubt about it. In fact, he resented it. Now that his old friend Marley was gone, he had no one to drink with to commiserate with, to rail against, to battle and to blame, or, now get this, to compare himself with. He was much worse than me. Oh, Marley could toss him back, and that's the truth. Folks would say, Marley, one day you're going to drown in a vat of liquor. And Marley would say, death, where is thy sting? But we'll get to that later. All Scrooge had, now that Marley was gone, was the bottle and that miserable little corner bar they both once owned. Its name, The Boiled Owl. Now it was his alone, and he kept a tight rein on The Boiled Owl. 
He was a tight-fisted, squeezing, wheezing, wrenching, retching, covetous, scourging old sinner. Take a look at yourself, Charlie. I suppose you're the perfect human specimen. It is considered bad form to talk to the narrator. You're right. This is my life, and you don't technically exist. A lunacy committee should be appointed. Ah, uh, so that's how it's going to go today. <sighs> the boiled owl had fallen on hard times since Marley's demise. The roof leaks, the bathroom reeks, and there is little heat. But it was not as cold as Scrooge himself. He carried his own low temperature always about with him, and he did not thaw even one degree at Christmas. He was secret and self-contained, solitary as a lone, off-color pickled egg suspended in vinegar brine, which, if you're unsure what that means, is a very lonely place, and it's no fun at all in the vinegar brine, and it was no different this Christmas Eve. Watch your head, sir. Cratchit, who hung that effigy of Santa Claus from the light fixture? Uh, why, why, sir, don't you remember? You did last night. You wanted it up as a warning to any small, innocent, sweet, kind-hearted children who might pass by to stay out of here. <laughs> Your words, sir. Uh, of course I remember. I just forgot. Give me a beer, Cricket. Cratchit. Not... Bush, I won't drink that horse piss. Give me a hiney. Oh, we're out, Mr. Scrooge. Well, Michelob, then. Out. Rolling Rock? Out. Okay, give me a bud. None whatsoever. Ah, for crying out loud, give me the bush and be quick about it. Two bushes. <sighs> Two beautiful beers. Here, drink up. Well, it, it is a bit early, sir. Go ahead. I insist. It's on me. Well, all right. I suppose one beard in the morning never killed anyone. You're right about that. <laughs> How are we set for tonight? Uh, set for what, sir? On beer, Crickle. Oh, uh, well, these were the last two beers in stock, sir. The distributors won't deliver unless you pay in cash. What? What's their problem? They're trying to ruin me. Well, there goes your bonus. I guess I'm going to have to use it to buy beer. Here is 60 bones. I want you to go to the grocery store and stock up for tonight. Christmas Eve. Big night tonight. We have to be open as a public service. People have to have somewhere to go to escape from the absolute drudge and misery of tomorrow. With all that cheer and presence and <laughs> family. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of tomorrow, sir. Oh, no, Cratchity. You can't abandon me on Xmas Day. I'm planning to be sick. But my family, sir, my, my wife and my somewhat recently born, not at all well off, all kinds of issues, youthful, heartbreakingly Adorable, spirited little tiny angelic son. You're breaking my heart. Fine. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Morning. But be in here at 2 p.m. to open up 
or you'll find yourself tending the salad bar at some sketchy middle-of-nowhere Denny's where they never clean the grill top and your eggs taste like sadness and armpit hair. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Uncle. God save you. Oh, look what the wind blew in. Old Tannen Bum himself. Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled like an owl and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. <laughs> oh, now, Uncle, try and be civil. I've come to invite you to a party. What sort of party? Our regular annual holiday whoopee party. Everyone is hoping you'll come this year. We'll have turkey and ham, hot dogs and hamburgers. Bah, hamburgers. What's that now? Bah, humbug. You said bah, hamburgers, didn't you? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> well, I knew you'd find something to complain about, but I'll never give up. There will be family, friends, and singing. Everyone will be happy, joyous, and free. The house will be all decorated with a tree and ornaments. There will even be mistletoe. I'd rather kiss a whoopee. Uncle, I believe you're drunk. Yeah, and you're crazy. I'll be sober tomorrow and you'll be crazy the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know how much sense that makes. You're crazy, all right. Straight up. It's not me I'm worried about. Very well, then. If you have a change of heart, you are welcome. Twelve noon tomorrow. Good day! Merry Christmas! Humbug! And a Happy New Year! And stay out! What's he got to be merry about? Does he live in a different world than I do or something? Like everything is baby animals and... Hugs from children all the time, which are equally horrid things. Well, perhaps it is a matter of how you look at it. Oh. So now you're Carl Young, I suppose? Oh, look at me. Oh, I'm Cratchit. Oh, I'm happy all the time. Oh, look, there's a bit of hope in the distance. I'm going to catch it with a butterfly net and share it with the world. That's actually quite beautiful. Shish, what a maroon. Speaking of beauty, I've got some beer stashed, uh, stored outside behind the dumpster. Let's have another, yes? No, thank you, sir. I can already feel the first one. That's pathetic, Cratchit. Christmas. Not another one. We're closed. Oh, well, excuse me. Is the owner a Mr. J. Marley in? No, there is not a Mr. J. Marley in. Marley's dead. Marley died seven years ago this very night. Well, then I must have the pleasure of speaking to a Mr. E. Scrooge. The pleasure's all mine, Cupcake. Ugh, <laughs> folks, I've heard of bad breath, but McScrooge could knock the buzzard off a poop wagon. Cut to the chase, random plot development lady. 
What are you selling? Why, I'm not selling anything. I represent Cadbulbano. Gesundheit. No, no, no. That's K-A-D-P-W-L-L-B-N-A-L-H. Cadbulbanol. Haven't you heard of us? No, but if you've got some Tylenol, I'll take some. How about some Demerol, commonly known as Damanol? That would do nicely. Uh, clearly you don't understand. At this festive time of year, we ask if you would set aside some provision for those not as fortunate as ourselves. And so I am here for Catpuilbanol, kind and decent people who love life but need a little help. <laughs> what a crock of shit! Oh. There is no such thing. Go pick someone else's pocket, Mother Teresa. Kind and decent people who blah, 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 self-pity, floofity, floof. Let them beg on street corners! Good heavens, sir. They're people too, just like me and you. Why, they'd rather die than live that way forever. If they'd rather die, then let them do it and decrease the surplus population. It's my belief there's too many humans anyway. I think every other one of us should do the rest a favor and commit suicide, starting with you. Then we'll skip me and that'll move us over to Cratchit here. He'll have to go. Don't pay attention to him. He's just a little tipsy. Yeah, I'm tipsy. You know what? Here's a quarter. Put it down from Fag King Kagalali. Never heard of it? From a kind and generous lover who needs a new liver and likes it. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. I don't know where I come up with it. <laughs> well, I never. What a wicked, crass man. Good day, sir. Did she call me an ass man? Because that's not really the case. You were a little hard on her, sir. Maybe so. But you know, I have a soft spot for you and your family, cat shit, my boy. Cratch it. Uh, no, no. You misunderstood me. I said, catch it. Oh, oh goodness. Uh, what, what is this all wrapped in butcher paper? It must weigh nearly five pounds. <laughs> a little gift. A bird for you and yours to cook tomorrow. Don't say I never gave to the poor. Ooh, well, I, I thank you, Mr. Scrooge. I hope it's large enough for you and that cute little wife of yours and little tiny thumbnail or whatever his name is. Mm, that's very tiny Tim. Yes, tiny Tim. No, very tiny Tim. After a few years, we added the very. Well, whatever. He won't eat much. <laughs> no, 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 not, not much at all. Well, all this talk of food has given me an appetite. I think I'll head out for my usual ham and eggs. Ham and eggs? Yep. A Penrose sausage and a pickled egg. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I'm going to head over to my favorite bar, 
Other than this place, of course. Now, I'm depending on you, crackhead. If you need me, you know where to reach me. But you have so many favorite bars, I don't know where you'll be. Where should I call? The Shivering Denizen, of course. But don't call! Mess up my buzz. Scrooge made his melancholy way through the icy, snow-covered street, weaving among the joyous and busy crowds. Oh, what a wonderful night for smiling. Merry Christmas, sir. Bah, humbug! Excuse me. Do you know where I can find another perfect moment? Because right now is just the best thing ever. Just the best. We're all so happy for you. You belong in a psych ward. Oh, excuse me, sir. I'll shine your shoes for a topping. Please, sir, I'm hungry. Eat the shoe shine kit. It's got protein. That's messed up. Rhino Times. Fake news! Hey, buddy. Do you know where there's a bathroom nearby? Yeah, buddy. Just, uh, cup your hands down here around the tender parts and aim! God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Yeah, yeah, may you rest in peace. I got a Christmas song for you, more realistic for the times. A Merry Christmas! Huh. A Merry Christmas! Huh. Sorrow and despair! Huh. People dying everywhere! There ought to be a law against those bells. Some sort of noise ordinance. If God wanted us to listen to bells, he would have made a permanent ringing in our ears. All these religious fanatics everywhere, weak-minded cow brains, holier than now, why, I... Oh, oh, why don't you watch where you're standing? Well, I'm sorry, are you all right? It's so clear after the snow, I was just looking up at the stars. Even with the shitty lights, you can see so many tonight. It kind of makes you feel small and insignificant, doesn't it? It doesn't make me feel small and insignificant, fella. Oh. Lunatics everywhere. Ah, at last. The Shivering Denizen, my favorite bar. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, no. No, look, they're singing in there, too. Forget it! I'm going home. I'm not hungry anymore. I got a bottle or two, and in fact, I got one right here. People and their problems. Someone would probably want to talk to me in there anyway. It was an ordinary eagle holding a ring in its claw, sort of knocker on Scrooge's door. He had seen it a thousand times before, but tonight it was clutching a bottle of wild turkey. And where the eagle's head was supposed to be, he saw Marley. I always said you could squeeze that bottle till the turkey screamed. 
Man, I'm losing it. It must be those sardines I had for lunch. I gotta watch my diet. All that oil. It's unhealthy. I need a drink. A Bloody Mary. It's got tomato juice in it. It's good for you. Scrooge opens the door and enters his cold, darkened rooms. He gropes along the wall, searching for the light switch. Hey, narrator, don't you have anything better to do than watch every move I make and comment on it? If you're writing a book, leave my chapter out. I mean, get a life. Shh, I'm going nuts. Now I'm hearing voices and I'm talking to them. Marley, that old drunk, he was much worse than me. No willpower, no control. I can handle my drinking and I think I'll handle some right now. Just me and my lonesome, splendid isolation. <laughs> Out come the carpet slippers in a bottle. Now, if I can just get these heavy-duty locks and chains off the liquor cabinet. I wonder if all these heavy-duty locks and chains are a bit excessive. Nah, somebody could break in. I mean, it's strange, for example, the way the postman always lurks around the neighborhood. You can't be too careful. And those stray dogs always licking their lips and looking through the window. Bunch of alky dogs in this neighborhood. Ah, bingo. Look at that beautiful bottle. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> now, just sit down and watch a little TV. Uh-oh, I only got half a bottle. I better get another. I don't want to have to get up later. Except, ah, snap! The liquor cabinet's empty. Now, I hid a bottle of port somewhere... Not in a toilet tank. It's too obvious. Hmm. Oh, yeah, inside the TV cabinet. All I need is a Phillips head. Where's that? Here it is. Damn, everything's against me. If I need a Phillips head, I find a flat head. If I need a flat head, I find a... Ah, I'll just pry the back off. Ah, there it is. Um, the papa, my precious. <laughs> What's that? A noise outside. I'll bet it's that damn mailman. Scrooge stumbles over to the window and furtively pulls the heavy drapes aside, his heart filled with self-loathing and dread. Really? Self-loathing? But no one is there. Okay, two can play at this game, you overly descriptive narrator. Scrooge walks back over to the lazy boy recliner and whoop! Ah! Crash. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just tripped over the remote a little bit there. Now... Let's just see what's on. Switch.
Have a holly jolly Christmas. Nope, nope, switch. Reach your hands out, touch your television screen, and you will be healed. Electrocuted, more likely. Get a job, switch. If you don't get help at Passages Malibu, uh, wait a minute, whatever you do, don't get help at Passages Malibu. Bah, humbug, switch. That's better. Static. The best thing on. Now maybe uh, I can get a little shut up. What? What's that sound? Narrator, is that you? Are you recycling a lifetime's worth of canned condensed milk or some other weird beverage that you drink? And if so, could you please not do that right now? What? No! Who are you? Don't you remember your old pal? Jacob Marley? Sure, sure, I remember. Good times, good stuff. You, you look a little pale, Jacob. Take off your chains and sit a spell. Here, why don't you have a drink? Whoa! Add to this collection of empty bottles, cans, snifters, shot glasses, Kegs and beer delivery vehicles I dragged behind me? Why don't I have a drink? Have you ever known me to have a drink? Have you ever had a drink? <laughs> so, just now calm down, calm down, man. You're freaking me out. No! What is to and there is never, never enough. Oh, okay, okay. So what's the deal right now? I missed you, man. Aww. What have you been up to lately? Well, you know, just in the nightmare's limbo with an endless procession of sots who can't get drunk and can't get sober. I now must live forever in the jumping off lane. But why, Jacob? You were a decent fellow. You always minded your own business. Business? Minding my own business? Business? To fit myself to be of maximum service was my business. It was always my business, as it was yours, Ebenezer. <laughs> but I didn't see. My spirit never rose beyond our dismal bar. And now I must wear this chain. The chain I forged in life. That chain is bad. <sighs> Looks like you took the party a 
bit too far. Did I now? Yours is much worse than mine, Ebenezer. Yours is as mine was seven years ago. Yours has continued to grow. Link by link, drink by drink. Oh, that can't be right. You will be visited by three spirits. Oh, good. I like spirits. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. Tonight you will be visited by three spirits. The past, the present. Oh, good. I like presents. <laughs> oh, I see you have a very bad case of anal glaucoma, Scrooge. Your head is so far up your bum, you can't discern your face from the amalgamated fecal conglomeration. What did he say? You will be visited by three spirits. The past, the present, and the future. How will I know when to expect them? An expectation is a resentment waiting to happen. You're not talking sense. Listen, can I see them one each night like in that Christmas Carol story? Kind of spread it out a bit? This is too much to take all back to back. No! That would be the easier, softer way. Oh, oh, I'm all alone. Boo! Already? No time like the present. <laughs> Except for the past. Are you the ghost of Christmas past? Hell, you can call me, bud. You're here to see me? Yep, this bud's for you. If you don't mind a personal comment, spirit... That's quite a beer gut. Yeah, I love my Betty. I love my belly so much, I named it my Betty. I love to pat it. It's supposed to be good luck to rub it. Would you like to rub my belly? Betty doesn't mind. Uh, I'm not much for rubbing folks' bellies. <laughs> what I'd like is a drink. I'll go for the gusto. Uh... <laughs> you do look a little shaky. Voila! You mean, voila? Whatever. You want this? An ice-cold, tall malt liquor! Yeah! Give it to me! Is this what you really want? Or do you want what it used to do for you? Why are you doing this to me? Why ask why? I never hurt anyone. I'm a happy drunk. Or at least I was before everybody turned on me. Just, just give me the beer and leave me alone, spirit. I beg you. Okie dokie, I'll give you the beer. But you got to rub the belly. Rub the belly, get a beer. <laughs> eh. All right. <laughs> Look around you, Scrooge. Happy days are here again. <laughs> the boiled owl. Just as it was when it first opened, 20 years ago. That's the last time it was clean. And look, there's Magoo and Gabby and the Bitternut Twins. And, oh, 
the love of my life. Yeah, Lois, I have to talk to her. Whoa, Abby, they can't hear or see you. <laughs> Who was that girl at the very end of the bar there? I don't remember her. Oh, that's Michelle Punity. I call her M. Punity. You'd like to drink with her, wouldn't you? Everyone else is. Not everyone. Oh, look, you're about to set up the bar and give everyone a free round. Yeah, I was the life of the party. Everybody liked me back then. Well, Abby, this place is swell. You sure are a swell guy. Swell, swell, swell. I think I love you. I know. Okay, Magoo. E everyone, here, have another round. It's on me. Well, maybe one more, but then I, I swear I quit. I can't keep up with you, Ebenezer. I won't even try. You can drink me under the table, too. I think Scrooge must have a cast-iron stomach. Isn't that right, Lois? Well, I'm glad there's some part of his body this hard. Oh, oh come on now, Lois. Don't be that way. Ebenezer, lean over here a little closer. I have something for yous. An early Christmas present. For me? You cold-hearted, miserable bastard. I'm leaving you, Ebenezer. I'm gonna go start a, a, a Al-Anon meeting. Goodbye. She was rude to you, Abby. She smacked you so hard, you be walking north and facing south. Why'd she go and do a thing like that, fool? Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. Eh, don't worry about her. Yeah, put it behind you. Sure. Yeah, anyway, she'll be back. Well, gotta go. Oh, yeah, it's late. Me to see you around. Hey, hey, don't everybody go. Man, nobody understands me. I understand you, Abby. You swell. Did I ever tell you that just well? I think I love you. <laughs> you don't love me, Magoo. I just buy you a beer from time to time. Quit crying. You can just call me Goo. Uh, how's about another little teensy-weensy? Hell, Abby, it don't get much better than this. I always had good intentions. I'm certain of it, for what that's worth. I was never sure if those people really cared for me or just came around for the drink. Well, I'm no ain't-a-nihilist. You'll have to ask them. Or you could change the question slightly and ask yourself, did I care for those people or did I care more for the drink, 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 drink? You're drink. fading. Of course I'm fading. I'm a ghost. Do you want to be haunted by ghosts the rest of your life? <laughs> He's gone.
I'm back. Oh. I want a bigger part. Get out of here. Did I care more for the drink? Well, I certainly would care for a drink right now. Nope, no more. That ghost got to me. I've got to get this thing under control. No more, and that's final. Forget this crap! That's long enough! I don't have a problem. I'm a normal drinker. Now, where did I hide that bottle? I know. I remember. I hid a can of King Cobra malt liquor in the bottom of the litter box. <laughs> no one would think to look there. It's in here somewhere. <laughs> what are you doing, Ebenezer? Did they turn the water off too? What? No. No, and I'm just cleaning the box. You're Santa Claus? For real? Oh, perhaps you were expecting a pink elephant? What? No. Why would that be what I expected? What'd you expect? Pumpkin juice. What does that even mean? How should I know? I didn't write this. <laughs> hey, wait, I got it. No, 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 I know why you're here. I can assure you, I am not an alk, an alk, an alk, a heavy drinker. Sure, I might get a little tipsy now and then. Now and then? When else is there? Well, I don't have a problem. And you keep a mighty clean cat box, too. Well, I'm the spirit of Christmas present. Oh, good. No wisecracks. <laughs> You'll excuse the costume. I'm not really Santa Claus. I just help out where I can. And I've got a busy night tonight, and you, Ebenezer Scrooge, are first on my list. Are you ready to go? Do I have a choice? <laughs> no! I didn't think so. Where are we going? To visit Bob Cratchit, his wife, and their little lad. And I suppose Rudolph's red nose will guide our sleigh? <laughs> I think yours will do nicely. Just put your finger beside, no, not inside, beside your nose and... Oh, up the chimney, we're here. Is the bed ready? Oh, well, let's open the pot. And see if the owl is fully boiled. Oh, an owl of all things. It would be nice to buy some mint jelly to glaze it with. Oh, not on the miserly wages that Scrooge pays you. He should at least let you keep all the tips. And, and this, this is the gift he gives. An owl to cook for Christmas dinner. It's probably roadkill. He is a sick man. What's roadkill, Mommy? Pick me up so I can see, Ooh. Daddy. All right, son, but it's not much to see, very tiny Tim. Now climb up into my hand. I wish we had a turkey. Oh, <laughs> I do too, son, but we can't afford one. Just like we can't afford the miracle grow, I need to get bigger. <gasps> That's right, very tiny Tim. 
That and the fact that medical grow doesn't work on human boys, and if it did, that would be weird. I know it's been tough only being six inches tall at age six. No, that's only an inch a year. Don't cry, Mum. Why, I'll be as tall as father when I'm 72. It's not so bad. Yes, yes, very tiny, Tim. You will. But for now, enjoy your youth. Why, you're in the prime of your life, champ. Maybe when I'm 72, I can play basketball like the other boys. I'm sorry. Speak up, very tiny Tim. We can't hear you. But I'm shouting at the top of my lungs. I know, son. I was just trying to move away from the topic. The owl is ready. Let's have a toast. Tebeneza, the founder of the feast. I'll drink to your health, but not to his. Thank goodness he's not here. There wouldn't be anything left to toast with. He'd have already drunk it all. Why, I'd like to scratch his eyes out with one of the leftover talons from this owl. Peep, peep, peep. What's What's that, that, very very tiny tiny Tim? Tim? Now Now I actually can't can't hear you. God bless us, everyone. Spirit, tell me, will very tiny Tim grow? I see a tiny vacant seat and two parents on their knees desperately searching through the aquamarine shag carpet. If these shadows remain as they are, the child will remain a pipsqueak. Oh, spirit! What can I do? Follow me. We're going to a plain, ordinary whoopee party. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So, Uncle Scrooge refused you again this year. Yes, but I must say I worry about him. Every year he gets more and more cynical. He spits poison and vinegar on everyone he sees. Why don't you just give up on him? I can't. You see... I remember how he used to be, an enthusiastic and intelligent fellow. Beneath all that bluster and smoke lies a good heart. I know it. He just drinks too much. Yeah, always in his cups. Yeah, always on a bender. Three sheets to the wind. Always smashed. Always stoned. Always juiced. He's a tippler. He's a sot. He's an inebriant. A sponge. A boozer. A lush. An unlovely creature. A dipsomaniac. A what? An alcoholic. A A drunk. drunk. I never noticed he drank that much. I think I love him. They all seem to agree about me. Yeah, all except for that last gentleman. He's no gentleman. He was, uh, drunk. Hey, Santa Claus, where did you go? What a state of mental goose flesh. Man, these spooks spooking me out. Hi there. A bit jumpy tonight, aren't we? I know that voice. You're the narrator. No, I'm the spirit of Christmas yet to come. What's your name? Hope. Dr. Bob. Hope. Well, you can call me Ebby. I knew Ebby, and you're no Ebby. But you could be. 
I suppose you'll want me to rub your belly. Hmm. Bud's been here. I've told him that makes a bad impression. Some are sicker than others. No, none of that, and no prestidigitation either. The magic show is over, Ebenezer. This is life and death. Oh, 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 spirit! Don't kill me! Oh, God, you're a wreck. Get up. Why don't you go in the bathroom and freshen up? Wash your face. Spirit, where will you take me next? I'm taking you to the bathroom. Now open the door. Uh, hey, that's not my bathroom in there. That's the county jail. I bailed Marley out of there many a time. Why do you show me this? Listen to the nice policeman. So who did you pick up tonight? That old drunk Ebenezer. Third time this week. Found him in a dumpster behind the bar. Ask him if he's having any fun. The poor bastard used to be a good man. Now I've got to do the paperwork to put him into the nut house. He won't calm down. Well, what's his problem tonight? Oh, he just keeps screaming Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift are trying to poison him. Did you say Beaver? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I think we've lost him for good this time. They'll probably lock him up for keeps. Best thing, I suppose, there's no hope for him. Hey, let's go to the lobby and see who can do the most push-ups. <laughs> done and done. Spirit, everything is fading. What are you doing? I can't take much more of this. The images melt and curl like an obnoxious memory of unwanted hallucinations from a bad acid trip from hell. The swirling eddies of color undulate and gather into a series of images. A laughing skull-faced bartender. A man holding his breath underwater. A woman intertwined in ever-tightening vines with an unattainable glass of champagne balanced on her head. Finally, the nightmare slideshow ends as the amorphous cloud creates a tombstone. Pizza! Stop that. I sense a state of reasonableness coming on, and it hurts. Just read the stone, Ebenezer. All right. It says, Here lies a Hampshire grenadier who caught his death drinking cold, small beer. A good soldier is ne'er forgot whether he dieth by musket or by pot. Can pot kill you? That's an outside issue. It's referring to a pot of beer. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I mean... Why are you trying to help me? I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. Listen, I've been sober one day at a time for 83 years. 68 of those, I've been dead. And the way I've done it is by helping hopeless drunks like you. You see, I have to be here. This thing works if you work it. Sucks if you don't. But you got to work it every day, living or dead. And guess what, Ebenezer Scrooge? You're the bright spot of my day. You mean you haven't had a drink for 
83 years, including nights and weekends, holidays, birthdays, Mondays, NASCAR events? Mm, That's right. How do you do it? What did you say? How do you do it? I thought you'd never ask. It's a wee program. Maybe it would be best if I get some help to sing the solution. The first step we took in our recovery was admitted we were powerless and unmanageable. The second step we took in our recovery was to become willing and were powerless and unmanageable. The third step we took in our recovery was to turn it over after being willing and were powerless and unmanageable. The fourth step we took in our recovery was a moral inventory turning it over after being willing and were powerless and unmanageable. The fifth step we took in our recovery shared our true selves with a moral inventory In our recovery Was to be willing not to be defective Share our true selves With a moral inventory Turning it over after being willing And more powerless and unmanageable The seventh step we took In our recovery Gave God our defects After being willing, share our true selves with a moral inventory, turning it over after being willing and more powerless and unmanageable. The eighth step we took in our recovery, great, big, willing, gave God our defects after being willing. Our house, great big willing, gave God our defects after being willing. Share our true selves with a moral inventory, turning it over after being willing and more powerless and unmanageable. The tenth step we took in our recovery. Continue to keep our house clean. I'm not talking about vacuums. Great big willing. They got our defects after being willing. Share our true selves with a moral inventory. Turning it over after being willing and 
we took in our recovery was to depend on God. Continue to keep our house clean. I'm not talking about vacuums. Great, be willing. Dave got our defects after being willing. Twelfth step we took in our recovery was to sing this song to others. Depend on God, continue to keep our house clean. I'm not talking about vacuums. Grant me willing, they've got our defects after being willing. Pretty song, and nicely sung, but I don't get it. I mean, how do I keep from drinking? Well, you need this. A flimsy reed? Keep it. And you need one of these. What is this? A meeting schedule. Do you mean go to an AA meeting? Yep, go to an AA meeting every day. You can go to more if needed. What an order! I can't go through with it! Here lies a Hampshire grenadier who uh, caught his death drinking cold small. Oh! Oh, God, help me! Where'd that spirit go? If, if this is all real, give me some kind of a sign. Oh! Man, dropped a book on my head. That's a big book. Well, I'm willing. Scrooge returned to Cratchit's house just before dinner on Christmas Day. Oh, hello there, Mr. Scrooge. With a turkey and a package of miracle Grow. They feasted well, and now, not quite so tiny Tim was heard to say, Won't you stay for dessert, Mr. Scrooge? I can't believe that miracle grow really works. <laughs> I'd love to not quite so tiny, Tim, but <laughs> I've got to get to a meeting. And so Scrooge took the first steps to trudge the road of happy destiny. Perhaps you will meet him and all of us someday in the fellowship of the Spirit. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. Thanks for joining us. The Boiled Owl podcast is posted on the 1st and 15th of every month. Visit us at boiledowlaa.org or email giveahoot at boiledowlaa.org. If you want to know more about AA, Google Alcoholics Anonymous and your city or visit aa.org. 
Please note, Boiled Owl AA is produced by members of Alcoholics Anonymous and only expresses our experience and opinions. It is not endorsed by AA World Services.